Welcome to the Fantasy Football Rap Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, with my co-host, Ricky. What's up? And my co-host, Tyler. My, oh my, is it good to be back. So, uh, we apologize for our brief staycation we had there. We were getting some things done, doing some things. Let's talk about this week of football. We'll jump right in, get to the recap, and then we're going to have some talking points we uh, we want to hash out here. So, on Thursday night, we got treated to New England 35, Giants 14. What was a close game until the half? I guess. It was 14-14 at the half. Yeah, but it was never close. I don't know. I never felt like, oh, the Giants could do it. I disagree, but okay. I mean, if the Giants had Ingram and Shepard, which are definitely two of Daniel Jones' favorite targets, I'd say it was a shot. I'd agree with that, but the but, but it Giants, is- no Barkley... Everyone on that team is injured. Golden Tate had himself a day, though. Let's have some respect. Six receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. But other than that, you got a rookie quarterback with a banged-up team playing playing New England. In New England, I believe? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, no chance. But the Giants, uh, for fantasy purposes, like I said, Golden Tate had himself a day. That was really the only one, it, if, I'm, if you know, with all due respect. Uh, as far as on the Giants' side of the ball, Patriots TB12 did not have himself a day. 31 for 41, 334, and a pick. No touchdowns. Sony Michelle, 22 carries, 86 yards. Uh, Brandon Bolden, who no one had rostered, uh, three carries, 23 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, Tom Brady did run in two. Fun fact. I believe he also I don't had a need to say that often. this game. Uh, I don't have that. And yes, he did. I mean, again, kind of expected outcome with how banged up the Giants are. I mean, again, he's missing his favorite two targets, in my opinion. So, and with Barkley out, you know that obviously they're going to be going to the air. Um, was it Gallman or whatever? Yes. Well, no, even he was injured. Yeah, Hilleman or Hilleman or something like that. Yeah. Whatever his name is, but. It's just when you're using a third string running back against the Patriots, it's just not going to be a good day for you. No, never. Uh, should we move on to the thrilling game of the Panthers and the Buccaneers? Panthers 37, Buccaneers 26. This game happened over in London, I believe. I believe it was the early one. Yes, very early. Uh, Kyle Allen's having himself a few weeks here 20 for 32, 227, two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries, 31 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Also got himself four catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. And really, the Panthers look better without Cam Newton. I was thinking that the past couple weeks, to be completely honest. I mean, it's it's unfortunate because at one point we were talking about Cam Newton is a difference-making quarterback. And this team looks much better without him. I definitely agree. I'm not. I don't really know what the reason is behind that, um, but Kyle, he's just he's so poised at quarterback. And now with McCaffrey having a career year, I mean MVP type year, mm-hmm. do you possibly reset and put Cam Newton back in? I think this brings us to that that Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles years ago, like. It, it, it's all that debate of our starter went down, we brought in our backup, and he's doing wonders. Right. What happens? I mean, to me... Cam Newton is your starter. Like, yes. Cam Newton is the Panthers Is he, though? That, I, I believe that's the, the debate here. I mean, on paper, he's your starter. But right now, in my opinion, Kyle Allen's your starter. He's... He's winning games for you. I, I don't think has he even thrown a pick in any of the games he's been. No, I don't believe so. I'm gonna look it up though. I don't believe he has thrown a single pick since he's been playing games over there. So, I mean, if you have someone that's playing well like that, I know Cam Newton is your starter, 
but wow, he is it's working. Uh, 65% completion rating, 1,167 yards, nine touchdowns, no picks with a quarterback rating of 107.9. See, that's just that's not someone you take out. <laughs> Back up. I, I think I have to agree here. I, I mean, you can't argue that, but I mean, the, this is a head coach decision. Is yep. Cam Newton your veteran leader or is Kyle Allen your rookie rumbler and tumbler right now? I think with what I saw before out of Carolina, before Kyle Allen came in and after, what have you done for me lately? I mean, really, let's talk about this Panthers team the first few weeks. I mean, they were not good. We, I mean, what was it, the Thursday night game against, oh boy. Was this uh, early in the season we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, it was or? early in the season. Uh, I don't know. Panthers Texans? Does that sound right? Possibly. Yes. Could be. Nope. Kyle Allen started in that game. It was a sleeper game, but I think it was the first Bucks Panthers. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about this Panthers team early on in the season. I mean, Cam Newton against the Buccaneers the first time around. You know, if we're if we're gonna compare apples to apples here. Uh, Cam Newton, 25 for 51, 333 yards, no touchdown, no picks. Christian McCaffrey, 16 carries, 37 yards, no touchdowns. Greg Olson led the team with 110 yards receiving. Curtis Samuel, 91. DJ Moore, 89. Christian McCaffrey, 2 for 16. Now, fast forward to this past Sunday, or uh, yeah, this past Sunday, Kyle Allen, 20 for 32, 227, two touchdowns. Well, McCaffrey got off for. Uh, basically 60 yards scrimmage, two touchdowns. I mean, I think the team is now to be, to be noted, Curtis Samuel, four receptions, 70 yards, Greg, Greg Olson, four fifty-two. So everyone's eating, but here's the difference. They're winning. Now, I think the big talk is Carolina's defense. Now, okay. They've given up some points in each game, but they do put up sacks. They put up good defensive stops when needed. I, I think a Carolina defense is a sleeper right now, and that's what everyone's overlooking. You do have this backup quarterback, and you have Christian McCaffrey, but defense does win championships. We saw it with the Broncos and Peyton Manning. You know, you never know. Mediocre oh, yeah. quarterback can bring a, a good defense and a good squad. Um, Trent Dilfer. Baltimore for Ravens. You're Ooh. welcome. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but I I also feel like at the same time we were out on the the Panthers after week two. We talked about it on this show. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And now we have we have flipped ship to the point where we're like Carolina's a sleeper team. I think Kyle Allen has something to do with that. I agree. Philly twenty, Minnesota thirty eight. Uh, we learned something this game. Don't call out the opposing quarterback and then get shredded for, let's care. see. Hold on. 22 completions, 29 attempts, 333, four touchdowns and a pick. Because if you call out that quarterback, you will get cut the following day. That's what we learned from this game. Well, I mean, he says on the effect of, we know we got to stop their run game. We want to get the ball in Kirk's hands. Something yes. Like that, right? You just that's just not and you know what? something he did. If you were 29 other NFL teams... I'd probably agree with that statement. Yeah. But you play for the Philadelphia Eagles where they have two napkins and a plastic straw as a cornerback. <laughs> you don't want you don't want me throwing the football, let alone an NFL talented quarterback. I don't care if it's Kirk Cousins, Blake Bortles, or or Bobby Boucher. I I'm taking the over on the yards pass against the Eagles secondary. Yep. Every time. Absolutely. Joe I mean, Montana, the, the amount of injuries to the Eagles team right now is detrimental, but the way that Kirk Cousins made them look, and that disgusts me to say because regardless of what this game said, Kirk Cousins might not be a dumpster fire, but he is still a dumpster and not worth $88 million a year. Yeah, he's not worth that. Um, well, no one is, but... We'll, we'll talk later in the season once we see the Vikings either miss the playoffs or lose first round of the playoffs, but I, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is amazing, 
The Eagles D is just enough trash for him to look amazing with Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Dalvin Cook. He has enough weapons to make him look that good against a mediocre defense. Well, and that's one thing that I think this recent NFL has been. It's very... Oh well, the, oh they put up thirty-eight points against the, the Eagles. They, their Kirk Cousins is fixed. My Minnesota's fixed. No, they're not. They went up against a horrible secondary, and he did what any average NFL quarterback should do against a terrible secondary. There so, were at least two or three plays where Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen burned, gone, burned the well, defense. He, he, they're great wide receivers. I mean, there's no reason the Vikings aren't doing that week in week out. I agree. Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, these are all names that we knew before Kirk Cousins got there. They are elite players at their position. Yes, and you have three of them on one team, and you have a, when healthy, very solid running back in the backfield in Dalvin Cook. But I am interested to see them go up against the Lions this weekend. Okay? Let's see what they do then. Then they have an easy victory with the Redskins. Kirk Cousins is going to welcome in his old team and shred them. Uh, then they go to the Chiefs. What do they do there? Cowboys, Broncos, Seahawks, Lions. The Vikings have a tough road ahead, and I just don't see them. I see Kirk Cousins doing Kirk Cousins things. No, there were there were at least three teams there you said that I'm like not even convinced they compete with. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs, Lions. Let's, Seahawks, the Chiefs Seahawks those were my three. Chiefs, Lions, Seahawks. I am under the impression with the Chiefs that Andy Reid finally figured out when you're supposed to win in the NFL. And it's just, you know what, like week five, six, seven, <laughs> not that important. Week, like 16, 17, those are the important ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think he has, he's saving some talent for later. That's my current uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory. Maybe. But we're going to run with it for a little bit. Let's move on to the next one. Washington 17, Miami 16, and what was the 2019 Toilet Bowl? I don't even think the players' parents watched this one. Oh, boy. Tyler, go ahead and speak on uh, the state of Miami 2019. Well, we have uh, a tank. Tank is our mascot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't look... Terrible, but they also played another terrible team. Yes, yes, they um, did. The, the Rosen-Fitzpatrick mix is ridiculous anymore. The thing I want to talk about is how obvious it was we tried to lose this game. You score a touchdown. Bang! 20 seconds left to go in the game. You have six seconds to put up a two-point conversion. And what do you do? You throw behind the line to Kalen Ballage, who then drops the ball. Okay. Bigger question is the Redskins. That uh-huh. <laughs> we're obvious the Dolphins are just god awful and aren't going to win a game until everyone else has won at least two. Okay. The Redskins almost lost to the Miami Dolphins. What does that say about the Redskins organization? Stan B right now in week six. I actually would love to watch this game. Because I just want to read you the stat lines. Case Keenum, 13 for 25, 166 yards, two touchdowns. Okay, not great, not terrible. Adrian Peterson, 23 carries, 118 yards. Okay. Terry McLaren, four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. So So how isn't this like a 24 to 7 blow? I mean, I understand how many touchdowns I'm reading there, but like yeah. one team dominated this. I mean, this side. Let me go over here. Uh, Fitzpatrick, 12 for 18, 132 and a touchdown. Josh Rosen, 15 for 25, 85 yards and two interceptions. Kenyon Drake, 10 carries, 40 yards. And the best receiver on the Dolphins, Mike Gesicki, three receptions, 51 yards, Tight seven end. targets. Tight end. Uh, Mark Walton, the late great. Uh, five receptions, forty-three yards, right behind him. So, I'm I need to watch this game because I'm confused how this score ended up the way it did. Because one team statistically performed much better. You know what's even worse? Please is with the Redskins getting their first win. Yeah, they're still well in contention for first place in the NFC East. I mean, obviously they're well. That's because the NFC East is terrible. Right, but that's, that's we will talk about that. It's crazy how. 
one win puts you right there in contention with all the teams record-wise. Obviously, the team isn't good enough to get to first place with the other teams in there. But I'm just saying it's just crazy how getting your first win after, what are we, week? This is just week six six that just passed, right? Yes. One win in week six, and you're still right there. Well, we'll talk about the state of the NFC East shortly because – I have a lot of questions about some things. Yeah. Houston 31, Kansas City 24, and what was an absolutely great game. It was. Um, we weren't here last week, but I feel like I would have picked this as my game of the week. And I did wasn't disappointed. Uh, we had a quick start by Kansas City, 17 points in the first to Houston's three, and then Houston fired back in the four in the second, excuse me, 20 points to zero. Then Kansas City with the only score in the third, and Houston with the Touchdown and two-point conversion in the fourth to seal it. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 30 for 42, 280, a touchdown, two picks. Carlos Hyde, 26 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Deshaun Watson also rushed for 42 yards and two touchdowns. So three total touchdowns. Are are we ready to put Deshaun Watson up in the same conversation with Pat Mahomes? Easily. Okay. I think I'm it's okay disrespectful not to include him. Okay, I'd agree. Ricky? I, I don't. Watson's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's not even try knocking him. But I think Pat Mahomes is just a step above right now. I understand last game, like this game they just played in the last game. I know they didn't get the W, but Pat Mahomes is still Pat Mahomes. And this kid is just another level right now. And until he starts slowing down, I don't think you can really put any of the quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL, um, you know, Sands, Brady, um, Rodgers, those guys, in the same class as Mahomes right now. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like that's a fair argument. He went 19 for 35, 273, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, LaShawn McCoy still showing he has some life left in those legs. Eight carries for 44 yards. Not great, not terrible. Tyreek Hill came back with a vengeance. Five receptions, 80 yards and two touchdowns. Great game. Let's move on to a not-so-great game. New Orleans Saints, 13. Jacksonville Jaguars, 6. And we also have breaking news. Jalen Ramsey is no longer a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is now a member of the Los Angeles Rams and has reunited with Dante Fowler. Rams. Yeah, who's got something to say? Oh, I was having a moment of silence. The the Rams, they needed that. The the Rams defense isn't what it was last season, two seasons ago. They needed something. Jalen Ramsey might be that answer. I feel bad for Jacksonville fans. Mm -hmm. I know you get a couple first-rounders. Two. Um, you know, and a following third year, yeah. second round. Uh, fourth nope. round. Fourth round. Fourth round. Same year. Tw- uh, 2020 first round pick, 2021 first round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. So here's my problem with that is you have an extremely talented corner in Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I understand you want picks, you want to build your team, but you're, you're basically getting rid of players you should be building your team around. So you're getting rid of talent and then just bringing that talent back in. You're recycling talent. You can't build a team that way. Well, here's what the Jaguars just did, and this is what any team does that trades away proven talent for a pick. And that's, okay, Tyler, I got a $25 winner scratch-off right in front of me. I already scratched it off. I did the work. It's a winner. We know it. We, We see it. You have, in this case, $200 tickets I got to scratch off. They could be losers. Could be worth nothing. And in the Jacksonville Jaguars case, nine out of ten times we're going to draft a defensive end that's no longer in the league in five years. But anyway, I'll get to that later. Uh, So basically they're taking a chance on someone in that organization having a brain to draft what you think is two more keepers for the one that you know. Tom Coughlin. That's... for what? He re-signed Bortles. I- I'm so far over it. I see where you're going with it, but my thing is, uh, like, how many times have they done that? So they have Fournette now. He's in, what, how many? Third, fourth season? Third. Third. Injury prone a little bit. Yep. You know, he has shown signs of rookie Fournette, but he's not having a consistent season like rookie Fournette. Yep. So my thing is, when you're trading out talent like that, like Jalen Ramsey, yes, you're looking for the future to build, but mm-hmm. as you're building and bringing in that fresh talent, that old talent you had once brought in is getting older, getting more injured. You know, you're letting them go to other teams like the Rams. Right. So to me, it's like they don't really have 
a solid team right now to build around. They need to pick a couple pieces and build around those guys because they're not a team like the Browns where you can insert a couple pieces here and be a Super Bowl contending team possibly next season. Jacksonville has a lot of building to do both on both sides of the ball right now. I agree. And my thing with this whole trade was the fact that we didn't get anyone to shore up that offensive line that, and again, I'm not going to defend Blake Bortles here, but for the last six years, we've had the worst offensive line in all of football. Our quarterbacks have one job, and that's hike the ball and run for their lives. Mm-hmm. And when you put in average to slightly above average talent in there and don't give them more than 1.02 seconds to make a decision before they're on their back, they're going to be on their back a lot or the other team's going to get the ball a lot. I I don't know what else to say. The fact that you we get nothing from this trade besides the picks, and I get that. We I should be excited about the picks, but I'm not because our track record in the draft is a dumpster fire. Yes, Fournette. Yes, Ramsey. But let's talk about Derek Harvey. Let's talk about Taven Bryan. Let's talk about Tyson Alualu. Should I keep going? Um, no, because Justin I think Blackman. we're talking about the wrong team in this game. The Saints. Teddy Bridgewater. And the Saints are rolling right now without Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, but there's a lot of talent on that. But we can also talk about how Alvin Kamara had a very down game. 11 carries for 31 yards and seven receptions for 35 yards. Not not really much to talk about from Alvin Kamara. I mean, 66 yards is not awful, but it's not Alvin Kamara. Is the Jaguars' defense this good without the stud, or is was this just maybe a down week for the Saints? They just did what they could to get by. I think I think that's the key there. They yeah. did what they could to get by. Okay. I agree with that. All right, let's move on. Seattle 32, Cleveland 28. I I don't know what to think about this Browns team anymore. The, my dog pound. Can, can somebody understand that I felt the dog pound was so far overrated in the beginning of this season, nobody believed me? Dog pound till I die. Right. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Cleveland B, fans love it. Uh, here's my thing, though. Baker gets in the game, right? I think everyone knew what was going to happen. Who's going to throw a pick? Like, they weren't going to win. I, just as much as we know when Russell Wilson has a drive with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter, you gave him too much time. The same thing we used to do with Peyton Manning. You gave him too much time. I love the idea. Look, the Browns. Here we go. Here's those words I hate anymore. On paper. On paper, they look great. doesn't matter when you have a mediocre coach. I'm sorry, Freddie Cooking Kitchens, but you're not doing it right now. And I I doubted this Browns team in the beginning of the season. I figured they'd be 6-10, 7-9, something to squeak by. Everybody else disagreed with me. They are not elite. They are not any kind of competable team the way they played the past couple of weeks. Yeah, they took the Seahawks deep, but... They lost. They lost. They lost. It doesn't matter whether you win by a a quarter mile or an inch or six football fields or three washing machines. If you ain't first, you're last. That's that's all I'm trying to get out here. The Browns are overrated. I actually I agree with you, and, and it brings up my point I'm going to make about the Cowboys later. And no matter how much talent you have, if your coaching is mediocre, your team's going to be mediocre. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about stats here because uh, it was it was a good game stat wise. Uh, as soon as this screen loads, we're going to get into the stats of Seattle. Here we are, and we have Russell Wilson 23 for 33, 295, and two touchdowns, no picks. Chris Carson, 24 for 124, a touchdown. Russell Wilson, nine attempts for 31 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett, five receptions, 75 yards. DK Metcalf, the manimal, four receptions for 69 yards. David Moore got in on the action, three for 36. Carson, four receptions, 35 yards. We flip over to the other side of the ball. Baker Mayfield, 22 for 37, 249, a touchdown, and three picks. 22 for 37, 249, a touchdown, and three picks. Nick Chubb, 20 carries, 122 yards, two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield, four carries, 35 yards, touchdown. Odell had himself a day, six receptions, 101. And that's, I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones, 347, and a touchdown. 
This team is pretty bad. Yeah. The Browns are the epitome of, oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> Which is crazy because they have talent. But, 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 they, but, 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 Cincinnati 17, but, Baltimore 23. <laughs> Baltimore just up there uh, secondary getting Marcus Peters from the Rams, who now makes sense to clear room for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Baltimore. Uh, they let this be a closer game than it should have been. Yeah, this was a Cincinnati loss for sure. Um, Lamar Jackson. That man looks good. I, I I just I can't get over how good he looks anymore. I mean, there was one week I believe all season that I was kind of like, wow, they held him down. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 21 for 33, 236 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks. Also, 19 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown. So that is over 380 yards from scrimmage. He set a record. NFL Uh, record. Not only did he have 150-plus rushing yards, he had 200-plus passing yards. That is pretty wild. I mean, Mark Ingram has been a great addition to that team. He's had another 13 carries for 52 yards and a touchdown. Um, but Mark Andrews, I called early on that he he was a, a favorite of mine, and everyone you know was was kind of worried about Lamar Jackson's passing, and they they often compare him to a high school quarterback. Well, it's a high school football offense. Well, it's work. High school football loves a tight end. And it's been working. Mark Andrews, six receptions, 99 yards. And really, no one's even close. Uh, Obviously, Hollywood Brown out with the injury. But they need someone else to come step up because it can't just be the Lamar Jackson show week in, week out. Because he will get hurt. We saw it with Mike Vick. Not to compare two people, but that that is an injury-prone style of play. It's exciting. It can take over a game, but you're going to get banged up. Anyone? Anyone? No, you're not wrong. No, I think no, that's I, a very good comparison. I do All right. very much so. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, possibly my new team. Possibly my new team. 5-0, and 20. Uh, Rams, 3-3 three and three after scoring seven points. Hopefully trying to shore up that defense a little bit with Ramsey. Jimmy G, off night, 24 for 33, 243 and a pick. Tevin Coleman came out strong in the second game back. 18 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Matt Burita, 13 for 36. George Kittle and Bits, 8 receptions for 103 yards. And uh, no no receiving TDs to talk about because Jimmy G didn't throw one. <laughs> Jared Goff, 13 for 24, 78 yards. Malcolm Brown, 11 carries, 40 yards. Daryl Henderson, 6 for 39. Brandon Cooks, wait. Robert Woods, no. Todd Gurley? He didn't didn't run the ball one time. Just throwing that out there. Three receptions, 25 yards for Tyler Higbee, Brandon Cook. This was an anemic game. I mean, the Rams offense looked like they needed life support. Yeah. Overrated. Another team, I believe, is overrated. I don't know... I don't know if I'd say the Rams' offense is overrated or if the 49ers' defense is just underrated. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say a lot of both. I think the Niners are underestimated, um, mainly because last year they were doing hot until Jimmy G went down mm-hmm. and then just crumbled. Um, the Rams, I believe, too much last season built their team to win the Super Bowl last season and just got. Throat stomp by the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's why they're trying to piece together, I think, the defense with a lot of money, a lot of draft pick esque Jalen Ramsey right now. Um, I'd be worried if I was a Los Angeles Rams fan. Talk about two flip flop of a team. San Fran put up 331 total yards, the Rams put up 157 total yards. 48 of those passing yards. 232 to Jimmy G. I mean, this this Rams offense, I think about this. They allowed four sacks, did not compl- conv- convert on a single third down and only held the ball for 21 minutes that whole game. How how are you going to expect to win with those kind of stats? You're not. You're right. You're go- you're going to get hit 20 to 7. 
I don't care if you got Ramsey. I don't care if you. I don't care. You can't if you can't hold on to the ball and move the offense. You're gonna lose. I don't think that's rocket science. Atlanta thirty three, Arizona thirty four. It was a good game. I mean, other than two teams that just aren't good. You, you want to talk about <laughs> one of the worst teams in the NFL? I believe that is Maddie Ice, as the commish would love to talk on that. And the Atlanta Falcons. Hang hang on. Matt their, Ryan went 30 for 36, 356 yards and four touchdowns. Devonta Freeman, 19 carries, 88 yards, zero touchdowns. Austin Hooper, eight receptions, 117 yards, a touchdown. Julio, eight for 108. Calvin Ridley, four for 48 and a score. Devonta Freeman, three for 30 and two touchdowns. You're... Favorite player, concussed player, Devonta Freeman. <laughs> Three for 30 and two touchdowns, while also 19 for 88. This isn't a Matt Ryan problem. This is your defense is awful problem. And that's been the story for the Falcons for a while. Let's go to the stat we just talked about. Okay, I, I'm actually just curious on this. Third down efficiency for the both teams. Atlanta, 54% that converted. Arizona, 53%. Time of possession. Atlanta won the time of possession. 32 minutes, 47 seconds to Arizona's 27 for 13. Both got called for eight penalties. Both had no turnovers. The Literally, no statistical advantage for the Falcons. They got beaten. Total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, average yards per play. Fumbles lost, everything Atlanta favors if there's not a zero except point score. Feel like it kind of doesn't negate my fact that just the Falcons are. Falcons are terrible, yes. But it's not a Matt Ryan issue. Alright, alright, fair enough. It's 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 not a Matty Ice issue. He literally had six incompletions and had four touchdowns. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not a huge Matt Ryan fan. I think he's I'd rather watch Paint Try. Let's flip it. Are the Cardinals decent enough to win six games this year, or were we wrong projecting them to be worse than the Miami Dolphins? Well, yes. We were wrong. Because no one's worse than the Miami Dolphins. Baylor is better than the Miami Dolphins. I mean, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, I'm just... like, the, 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 the Falcons were a team going to this year that I also thought were going to dominate. The Cardinals were a team I thought would win two games, and they're already there. Uh, I thought they'd be a little better than that. I think Kyler Murray, Clifford, Big Red Dog, I mean Kingsbury coming in, I I, I thought they'd be okay. I thought they'd be a five and something, maybe seven and something. They figured it out. Ricky? Uh, no, not for me. I don't think I really saw him going that high in wins. I'd say three or four. Okay. Maybe coming into the season, but I mean, Kyler Murray looks good. Not he, d- bad. he didn't look good. bad. He looks good for what team he's on. I think he, if he had more weapons, we'd be having some different conversations about him, obviously. But yeah, I mean, you're gonna get roasted for that. I mean, Kyler Murray, 27 for 37, 340, and three touchdowns. David Johnson, 12 for 34, and a touchdown. Larry Fitzgerald, father time. <laughs> Six receptions, 69 yards, no touchdowns. David Johnson also caught a touchdown uh, and caught for 68 yards. So they have some weapons. Do they have a lot of weapons? No. Um, But they'll be five or six and something. I'd have to see what their schedule is. Okay. I mean. I'm not that concerned about it. Dallas 22, (laughs) the Jets 24. Oh, let's go. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of. I mean, I just don't... How does Dallas continue to be this bad? Um, Because they had a weak schedule to start the season. And once again, everybody overestimated the team in the first three weeks of a season. At least a few of us did call that early on. Saying that the Cowboys are not as good as their record shows, as people think they are. And then they faced a couple good teams and a not-so-good team. And just absolutely got mollywopped. Past Dallas games. fans can come at my neck, but Dak Dak Prescott is trash. He is the most overrated. He can't close it. He had a chance to close it down in the end of the game after I believe officiating let him back in the game, put it down in the end zone, scored a touchdown, 
and then failed on the two-point conversion. That's what elite quarterbacks do. People, the way they talk about mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, you got to close that out. Against a 0-4 New York Jets team, you close that out. See, I think, I think your anger is directed at the wrong person. Oh, no. All I right. think Jason Garrett sucks. <laughs> I don't... Listen, like, Dak Prescott's not incredible, but he went 28 for 40, two, uh, 277. Didn't make a turnover, didn't throw a touchdown, but didn't make a turnover. Jerry Jones is too worried about getting a facelift compared to worrying about who's coaching his team properly. I don't understand how you could have a job like that. I mean, hate him or love him, they're the, probably the most recognized franchise besides the Yankees. In America? For sure. I'd say maybe even international, besides maybe the Lakers, things like that. The big franchise. I mean, when you think of big franchises, I think the Cowboys are top five. Cowboys, Patriots, Yankees, maybe, yeah, maybe, I was thinking, like, Philly, like, any one of their teams, Cubs, like, recognizable franchises. Yeah, Dallas is the most recognizable in the NFL. How could you, for 10 years, be so mediocre and keep your job? Because Jerry Jones Cowboys is a money-making, I mean, if you're on the Cowboys, you can sign photos forever. And maybe that's just it. Maybe they are doing well in a profitable standpoint and there's like no need to change anything no no chance that that franchise has way too much pride i just don't know what jason garrett has on jerry jones like what made did he catch him with what happened that i don't know maybe maybe it's some kind of like jupiter spa kind of deal that's what i'm saying like jared jason garrett must know something to keep his it's job just it's very suspicious to me because i believe now i've also believed for years i remember you and i watched the Cowboys lose to Green Bay in the opening round of the playoffs about two years ago. Yep. And we both said, obviously, Jason Garrett is this issue. Uh, but, yeah, he has a job. And surprisingly, people who also still have a job, that's very surprising. Marcus Mariota is still on an NFL roster. He got replaced by Ryan Tannehill this weekend when they got shot out by the Denver Broncos 16 to nothing. Ricky, what do you have to say for your team? <laughs> My team is the Eagles. Mm, not what I'm saying. Not what I've heard. But it happens. I mean, hey, Broncos are actually one of those teams that are kind of surprising lately, in my opinion. Like, they're not great, they're, but they're, they're not as bad as I thought they would be. They're 2-4. and four. I'm going to be they're honest. I'm looking at bad. I'm looking at four 2-4 and four teams who I don't believe should be 2-4. and four. Going right, I'm going right back to back here. Titans, Broncos, Steelers, Chargers. All teams I did not expect to see 2-4. and four. Broncos, Titans are big ones that I thought would be and like four, you know for win like this is a tough one uh, I think Denver was going to be right here as long as John Elway is running the team I just have zero faith in his his ability to scout talent I, I just don't know what else to say Ryan Tannehill uh, 13 for 16 144 and a pick Marcus Mariota 7 for 18 63 yards and 2 picks I guess I'm not going to have to buy that jersey. Derrick Henry, 15 for 28. And Adam Humphrey, 6 for 47. This team is terrible. But let's not let that over the, overshadow the fact that Joe Flacco also went 18 for 28, 177 and a pick. Philip Lindsay had an okay day. 15 carries, 70 yards, touchdown. Cortland Sutton, 4 for 76. Both these, both these offenses are just terrible. I, I, I mean... Don't, Marcus Mariota is a long ways away from his duck days. Yeah, I if you wh- who would you rather have, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? Crab Shack. Why he's five picks? He's less injury prone. He'll at least show up. But he also won't get pulled for my backup times. that came out of a Miami Dolphins offense run by Adam Gase. That's very true. Ricky, who would you rather have? I mean, death are, is not an option. Are we talking with? Like, tell me in backyard aspects. football. Backyard football. Uncle Uncle Rico just got knocked out of the game. Okay, sprained ankle, real bad. And <laughs> and you got you got to bring someone in from the sidelines, and you got Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota sitting there. All right, because uh, I'm not going to talk NFL franchise because none of us know what that's like. So uh, you you got to have someone sling around the backyard. Who are you inviting I, to the barbecue and who are you throwing in the starting lineup? 
I'm telling sure Mario to get And which on. one are you killing? Oh, no. oh shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I don't like either of them. Well, I, just, I, yeah. I think or Ryan Tannehill. I Should we throw in Tannehill? Th- no, God. <laughs> Give me Peterman and call it a day. Whoa, um, whoa. You relax over but, there. I don't know. See, you can look at it one of two ways. Yeah, Winston's better on paper, but he also has better receivers. Okay. But Mariota, I think, is better at scrambling than Winston. I think he can get himself out of tough situations a little more often. They both have their advantages. They both have a, a ton of disadvantages. I mean, 50-50. It's a, it's a coin flip for me. I'm going to go with Winston solely for the fact he went 30 for 54, threw for 400 yards, a touchdown, and five picks. So at least people have a chance to catch the ball. It might be his team. It might be the other team. <laughs> no one really knows, but at least he's throwing the ball. Uh, Peyton Barber, 8 for 28. That's pretty sorry. Ronald Jones, 4 for 10 and a touchdown. Uh, Chris Godwin, 10 receptions, 151 yards. Mike Evans, 9 for 96. Cameron Brake got in on the fun, 2 for 47 and a touchdown. So at least people are catching the ball. You know, as we kind of pan back to the Buccaneers game there. But it, I I just don't understand how these two still have a job. I've said it on Mariota for years. I wish Ricky would finally just agree with me. I'm, I, I just don't know. You, I'll tell you what. Give that guy some weapons and then let him be like he is this season. And then I will agree with you. Derek, Derek Henry. Okay. One, first off, Derek Henry right. is one guy. Is That's not back? weapons. Plural. Okay. Second off. He is not going to win. A, he's not going to carry an NFL team to a victory. Who? Okay, Derrick Henry might have done it a couple times. Yeah. But point is, you like <laughs> give me a guy, give me a couple wideouts that have talent. Give you know, put Mariota with some of the dudes from the from the Bucks since we just had the Winston and Mariota argument. You know, give Mariota Mike Evans. Give Mariota Godwin. You can give Mariota well, like. Whatever. Like, give him the whole team. And I okay, think well, what about Delaney stats. Walker? He hasn't been doing much. Because Marcus Mariota is his quarterback. Mm. That's literally the argument. I mean, a, a Deion Lewis did pretty well with the Patriots. Nothing with the, with the Corey Davis. Okay. Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry. I just said it. Adam Humphreys. Humphreys has his John U. Smith. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. He had a catch for eight yards, though. He did really good things. His parents are proud. No (laughs) one cares. I I just don't. Uh, So, speaking of someone's parents who aren't very proud, the Doc got his first ever career win. Uh, Steelers 24. Chargers, I almost said the Clippers. Chargers 17. Nobody shows Uh, up for that Devlin Hodges, 15 for 20, 132, a touchdown and pick. Benny Snell. Great name. 17 carries, 75 yards. James Conner, 16 for 41 and a touchdown. Uh, James Conner also got in seven receptions, 78 yards and a touchdown. Juju, one catch for seven yards. Um, I, oh I would say it's more to talk about the Steelers and the Chargers here because the Chargers are trash. Um, It was damn near a home game for the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand... When you sit there and you think about the Chargers building a bigger stadium to for fit their less visiting fans. fans to come in, it's like, for, uh, for what? <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's no reason for that organization to exist there. They should have stayed in San Diego. No one cares that they're in L.A. I mean, it's pa- it's painfully obvious. Well, I mean, you already have the Rams who have a good team. Right. Well, and, maybe and when you look up... But the Rams the, were in L.A. before. That's, well, that's like that's kind of my point. Like, you're right. bringing a team into a new market when you have a team in that exact... Like, you have a Los Angeles team that already is a good team. You, returned, good you team. have a team that returned home after all these right. years. The city was excited to have them back and the Chargers like, but wait, we're, we're coming too. <laughs> no, like it's like no it's like cares. the little brother who you're yes. told by your mom to take out to play with yes. you, and you're like, no, like, and then you send him off right. to do other things. You, they go shoot hoops, and he's an accountant. The like, Chargers, I don't. The Chargers, Philip Rivers uh-huh. is looking worse and worse every week. First off, twenty six for forty four, three twenty two TDs, two picks. I don't like it. 
Melvin Gordon, eight carries for 18 yards. Thanks for coming back. Also don't like that. I think that is a big reason. Trying to fit him back in, I think, is a big reason that they're slacking off now. It brings me back to Le'Veon sitting, you know, for upteenth amounts of weeks. Like, play the game. You need to be there with your team for flow, for consistency. And you gave them up six weeks. Well, yeah, that and I think, like, Eckler hit his groove. Like, he hit his groove this season. He was doing it. Like, he was the guy. And, okay, Melvin Gordon, big name, good running back, fine. But he comes back, and you just split reps with the guy who's pretty much been carrying your team to wins for how many weeks now? Just not logical. I don't it care is. how much money. I don't care how much money his contract is. Bench his ass. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. My thing, um, the Chargers have been mediocre my whole lifetime, which is unfortunate because they've had names like Drew Brees, like Danny and Tomlinson, oh, uh, Keenan McCardell. I could keep going on, and, and they're just mediocre. I, I don't know what to say about him. It's, it is what it is. It, it's a shame Philip Rivers will never see a title game. It is because he's done a lot for his career. Um, a Monday night dogfight between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay referees. Uh, <laughs> Lions twenty two, Packers twenty three. All jokes aside, these refs are absolutely horrid. I, I don't understand how they keep getting worse. And how nothing is being talked about changing it. I mean, even with the the under review, I don't think I've seen them change one that was clearly a penalty. Um, I haven't seen. Well, no, I've seen that. I've seen that where uh, there was nothing called in the challenge for pass interference, and it was considered pass interference. What I didn't see is there's a pass interference call, and it was challenged in reverse. I never seen that. But I've seen it where an interference call was not called. They challenged it, and it was reversed. But I think I've seen that like once. It hasn't happened often, but and, no. and it's been bad this year. There was two made up calls in this game that really changed the outcome. Well, they I, literally just kind of guaranteed the Packers the playoff, uh, the playoff, the game. Yeah. Um. It, it was honestly disgusting. The two hands of the face calls on, I believe Trey Flowers was his name. Yeah. Um. When even. The home crowd Packers fans disagree with the calls because you're not letting the boys play the game. There's an issue in officiating. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at how many times the Saints were screwed over by the refs last season, this season. I, I feel like the officiating in the NFL picks a couple teams to be like, these teams need to have their calls against or for to make TV ratings proper. It's something. It's, it's just rough. But, I mean, the Lions, though. Maybe underrated. I mean, oh, they're, they're, I'll agree with underrated. I think they've gotten screwed out of a couple games now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I joked about it a couple like last year or whatever. But like Lions, legitimately, could be a playoff contending team this season if they keep playing like they are and don't get unlucky with the refs. Because I don't think if I looked, I don't think they have too tough of a schedule coming up. I could be wrong on that. They have a couple uh, tough games, but I think it's not terrible. Uh, no, I could see the Lions squeaking in with a yeah, wild, like card. wild card. But, I mean, uh, they, they don't belong there. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they might eke in, but they don't belong. Um, I don't know. I'd I, I debate that. I think well, Matthew Stafford is a very consistent quarterback. Yeah. I think, he's, I think he, his consistency is inconsistent. Like, he always has good years, but he's never solid week to week. He'll, yeah. he'll either light the city on fire or watch it burn. Yeah, I mean, I it's never one or the other. Uh, let's talk about highlight performances. Stephon Diggs, 36.5 points with his seven reception, 167-yard, three-touchdown day. Matt Ryan with the number two fantasy performance of the week with 30.9 points against Arizona. It's all Matt Ryan's fault. Lamar Jackson, number three, uh, 30.6 with his 152 rushing yards and a touchdown, 236 passing yards. Deshaun Watson comes in at number four at 29.4. Russell Wilson, 28.9. This is the year of the quarterback. It really does seem like the year of the quarterback. Number six, Kyler Murray, 28.8. Number seven, Kirk Cousins, 27.3. New England Patriots defense sneaks in with 25 points against the Giants. Nick Chubb, 23.9. James Conner, 23.9. And Devonta Freeman will round out our top 10 with 23.8. Any other honorable mentions we'd like to throw out there? Nope. I think we're just moving on. No, I mean, mean, Lamar Jackson has kind of been my MVP for fantasy points, but that's another consistent 30 he put up. 
Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, we're six weeks in. Is there anyone that you would throw out for your MVP? Like who, who maybe even not in your team, but someone just week in, week out, you, you know, they're a buzzsaw every time you have to go up against them. I, I called Russell Wilson for my MVP of the year, and he was back up there, so I'm going to keep him there. Okay. Ricky, any anyone who really in your mind's like I either love having him or hate seeing him on the matchup? Uh, hmm. Probably Mahomes. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I mean, he's lived up to it. Now, he's had a few bad weeks in the past few weeks. I'm actually scrolling. He was number 30 this week with 18.8 points, which is still okay. Yeah, exactly. It's still solid, but it's not Mahomes' numbers. Um, I, I hate to really throw it out there, but... I, I think Matt Ryan is a, having another great statistical year. I just don't think it matters because he plays for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and that's unfortunate. I mean, he was the number two quarterback last year. He comes in at number two this week. Each week, he, I mean, very rarely is it Matt Ryan's fault. Just remember, they blew a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. They did. They did. Nick Nobody Chubb, forgets. also honorable yeah. mention, having a absolutely stellar year. But I think Russell Wilson's your NFL MVP. Through six weeks, I, 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 if he stays on this path, and he can't stay on this path, there's no way. But if he were to even stay somewhere near this trajectory, he's the MVP. So before we jump into any games next week, yeah, we obviously, obviously have the Patriots as a clear cut to win the AFC. Okay, who challenges? Who challenges them in the AFC Championship? And in your opinion, who plays for the NFC Championship after watching the wild, wild west, east, north, south of the NFC Conference? I mean, AFC Championship, I'm still throwing Chiefs there for the AFC um, against the Patriots. You don't believe the Texans fight for that? or I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They'll figure out a way with Mahomes and the weapons they have. I, I mean, Texans are a very good team. Don't get me wrong. But I still think the Chiefs are just another level right now. Offensively. Not necessarily defensively. Okay. Um, NFC. Uh, um, God. So let's let's look at the top. You obviously have the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you take from some of the other divisions. All right. Now let's bring up the NFC East. I know we wanted to talk about that. We don't who, have to. But who wins that division? Who cares? It's and do they compete no. though? Right? No, it's not believed. No. It, it, it's such a mediocre division, uh, and I, I don't want to hear from Eagles fans. You, you lot, you got your, you got your private parts kicked in by Kirk Cousins. If you think that you're even going to make it anywhere in the playoffs with that secondary, no chance. No chance. Jimmy yep. G will shred the Eagles. Uh, I'm just going to name teams that I think Kyle Allen would shred the Eagles. Uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, let's see. The ghost of Alex Smith. I don't know. I, I It's just terrible, which sucks because I think the Eagles do, besides their secondary, have a decent team. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the thing. Um, right now, I think the leading team in the NFC East or at least who I think is probably the most likely team to win it would be the Cowboys, as much as it pains me to say. I mean, it's just if Dak Prescott can get together, I think as of now that's the most well-rounded team in the NFC East, maybe apart from the Giants, but I haven't seen enough of Daniel Jones yet to really say, okay, I think they have a good shot to win the NFC East. I think if Daniel Jones makes you think the Giants are well-rounded, well-rounded. I wouldn't say well-rounded, but I think offensively they're able to compete. Mm, maybe with Bart with all the weapons. Correct. Maybe. Right. Uninjured. Right. Obviously, with, but they as are. Well. Right. But to answer the question, I'm going to go with a Niners. No, I think the Niners lose to the Seahawks in the playoffs. I think we got Ooh. two playoff teams coming out from the NFC. West. I had to think about that for a second. Uh, I think it's a Seahawks-Saints kind of NFC championship. I think Teddy Bridgewater makes the boat float for the next few weeks, pun intended, till Drew Brees gets back. And then I think the Saints do same things. Uh, you know, I don't... Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. AFC game, I'm going to go ahead and put the Texans over the Chiefs just like this week. 
and put him in there with the Patriots. I think the Patriots beat the Texans. I think the Patriots Saints have their rematch, and I hope Tom Brady. Oh uh, yeah, Tom Brady. Hope Drew Brees wins. I don't hump Tom Brady once, ever. <laughs> this is blasphemous. Let's get into uh, next week's games and uh, give our locks of the week, and we'll get you out of here. Hope everyone enjoyed wa- listening. Watching, listening, you get it. Uh, this week, and we will be back consistently here on out. Week in, week out, coming to you Thursdays. All right. Chiefs, Broncos, Thursday night game. In Denver, in the Mile High City, who you got? Chiefs. Uh, bounce back after two straight home losses. Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Raiders Packers in Lambeau. Going with the Pack. Yeah, I'll go with the Packers, so I can see a Raiders upset here. I actually kind of like the Raiders for this game, and I don't know why, um, but they've just kind of been a scrappy team. they just coming off a win against the, I'd call a better team than the Bears. I think they're riding high. Momentum's going. They're they're hungry dogs, and hungry dogs run faster. Rams in Atlanta. Uh, this is – I think the Falcons beat the Rams. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Falcons can beat the Rams. Um, the Rams' offense hasn't been great lately. Their defense hasn't been great lately. Falcons' offense has been good. Um, Matty Ice, as much as I know Tyler wants to say that he causes issues, but – He's been looking good. Uh, the Falcons' defense is going to be the big question mark in that game and decide who wins that game. I agree. Tyler? I'm obviously taking the Rams. And I think uh, as much as I hate to say it, Jalen Ramsey even has one interception off of the man. Uh, are we confident he'll start this week? Um, I think picking him up now, assuming he passes all his physicals and you know all that, if he doesn't start this Sunday, I still take the Rams. Okay. 49ers. In Washington, facing the Redskins, uh, I think 49ers go to 6-0 and for the first time since, I don't know, probably 2012. Uh, yeah, 49ers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think in just a, a shit show. Yeah, I think it's going to be painful to watch. This one won't be. Texans in Indianapolis facing the Colts. I actually think this is going to be a good game. I think it has potential to be a good game, but I do think the Texans pulled this one out. I'd agree. I'm going to take the Colts in the upset. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I, I mean, I wouldn't hate to see it. I'm actually a big fan of the Colts team as much as I hate, that hurts me. Vikings in Detroit, 1 o'clock. Uh, I'm going to go Lions. Yeah, I'm going Lions here. I think this is a big divisional win for them because uh, they've been getting the wrong end of the stick lately. Um, after the NFL gave them the shaft on uh, Monday Night Football, I'm going to take uh, the Lions in some more terrible play-calling NFL game. Yeah, this might be a lock. This this already might be a lock after what the, that happened to them last night. Uh, I'm going hard on the Lions. Jaguars in Cincinnati. I'm going to go Jaguars because both teams are terrible. I'm going to give the Bengals their first win. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jalen Ramsey leaves the team. Yeah, Confidence is down. Yeah, he's a, here's my thing. Ramsey hasn't played the last three weeks, and the defense hasn't been awful. The defense isn't awful. But and Andy Dalton's pretty terrible. They no, did I'm, hold I'm the Saints to 13 points. That's I'm just notable. defending my pick. Ramsey's been out for three weeks, and the defense has still looked solid. My thing is the Bengals had a handful of games this season that could have went their way for wins. So I think they'll squeak this one out and get their win. Okay. Uh, Cardinals go into the Meadowlands to face the Giants. Taking the gents. Daniel Jones bounces back. Okay. I'm going to go Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray gets his uh, second one. Just because they're less banged up, really. I mean, that's kind of really the only... They're less... The Cardinals are less injured. I think if Angram and Shepard are back, Giants win. I think if not, the Cardinals sneak out a win here. Okay. Dolphins go into Buffalo to get their wagon circled by the Bills. I'm going Bills by 20. Bills by 30. Flaming tables by about 7. I'll take... That's a concussion for 100, Alex. Chargers go down to Tennessee at the 405 game. A little afternoon. Beat down for the Titans. Chargers by 4,000. I'm going to go Titans. Of course. Um, I don't think it matters who starts Tannehill, Mariota. They're both trash. I'm going to take the Chargers for a bounce back win. All right. Ravens. Ooh. Game of the week alert. Ravens in Seattle. 
I'll tell you what, I'm excited to watch this, this quarterback duel. Game. This is going to be a good one. Uh, um, I'm going to jump back on the Seahawks bandwagon. Um, I'm, I've been behind them. I call Russell Wilson my MVP fantasy. Um, I'm going to say it's an amazing game, high scoring. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, duke it out. But in the end, he is Russell Wilson. He will win the game late. I'm going to try not to get catfished for the second time. Because the last time we saw the Ravens go up against another high-caliber team in the Chiefs, we saw them get smacked down pretty hard and not really have a great game. So I'm going to try to avoid the catfish here, and the Seahawks are a better team. Chris Carson, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. I'll, I'll give him a little nod. I think this Seattle team, I think the addition of Jadeveon Clowney was a fantastic addition for this roster. And I think the Seahawks are a Super Bowl contender. I really do. Week in, week out, they do nothing but win. Perform well and win. Ricky? Um, I have to agree. I mean, I do think it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be close, but I do think Seahawks pull it out. Saints go up to Chicago to face the Bears, trying to bounce back off that rough Raiders loss. I'm taking the Bears. You really? Yeah, I think uh, the Teddy Bridgewater thing has to fall apart at least once. Um, and a Bears defense is just the number to do it in in the Windy City. I... I just don't... Who's starting a quarterback for the Bears? That's kind of where this lies. If it's Chase Daniels, I just don't see how they win with Chase Daniels. I, you know, I don't really know what else I'm supposed to feel about it. But I got to go the Saints here just because Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky and therefore a better quarterback than Chase Daniels. I'm going to go Saints here, but I do think it's going to be a surprisingly close game. I think it'll be another low-scoring one for, for yep, sure. Definitely. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday night. Ooh, breaking news. Ryan Tannehill will start versus the Chargers Sunday over Marcus Mariota. I will give you a chance, Ricky, to resend on your pick. No, Chargers. All right. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday night in Jerry World. Who do we got, Ricky? I mean, I got... I'll pick the Eagles, A, because I'm loyal to the team, but B, also because... To me, I still think Prescott's overrated. I think a lot of the Cowboys' work is done through Zeke, and I think the Eagles can contain him. Um, I just, I don't know. I think the Eagles have a bounce back one, but I don't think, it, I don't know. I'll, I'll go Eagles, but not by much. Couple, maybe a field goal. Todd? It's a tough one, but... Uh... I was told the Eagles are a 500 team by a member at work. And I'm going to stick with that, seeing now that they, I believe they're, what, 3-3? Three and three? Mm-hmm. Yes. They will be 4-3 and three after this week. They're, they're on a hard three-game road trip because yeah. the Phillies decided to sign Bryce Harper and they thought they'd have Bryce Harper in the playoffs. That's why they're on the three-game road trip. They're going to flip it. They're going to win here. I think the Eagles will win. But I am starting Gallup. I am starting Cooper if he's playing. Oh, yeah. I might even start Jason Witten. I really might. Um, I, I, I'll I, start Zeke. I'll start Dak. I do not have any fear in this Philly defense. But I do think the offense is better than the Cowboys offense. Uh, I think it's just more explosive. I don't know if Deshaun Jackson will be back. I don't think so, but I still think Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott. I'll take Wentz. Let's move on to the Monday night slobber knocker. (laughs) The Patriots go into the Meadowlands. Meadowlands is a busy place this weekend. To face the Jets, Monday night. Patriots-Jets. So the Jets string two together and start what will be the biggest comeback season in history. Coming all the way back from a monodiagnosis to a playoff team? 
Do the Patriots get their first loss? No. Do the Jets make it a competition? Yes. Okay. As much as I hate to say, yes, obviously the fucking Patriots win again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think it, uh, it'll be a closer game than most people would expect, uh, seeing that the Jets are, you know, what, one and four? Yes. But I think they'll put up a battle, but ultimately the Patriots will end up winning the game. Or, I mean, I yeah, the Patriots are going to win uh, for no other reason than it's the goddamn Jets. I, I just don't. They just know how to be terrible. But let's end this show on a good note. Who is your fantasy MVP of Week 7 that is going to be an automatic light it up? Don't trust your gut. Go with it. Ricky, go ahead. Lead us off. All Who right. is your lock of the week? Um, my lock of the week is going to be Mr. Josh Allen. Okay. Who is absolutely going to rip the Dolphins apart. Sorry, Tyler. But, I mean, Josh Allen looked good against decent to good teams. You know, this is the Dolphins. I think he's just absolutely going to shred them. And I'm, I'm talking 25, 30 points at quarterback fantasy this week. Okay. Tyler, do you have your lock of the week? Um, now, actually, I had two. Um... I would like to jump on Ricky's back there, actually. John Brown, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think he's going to put up some numbers this week for you. Um, He's been a consistent over 10 all but one week. Um, And the last AFC East team that was trashy played was the Jets, and he put up over 25 points. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good number to keep on on your list, keep him starting. Um, my other number was obviously Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he goes into Seattle. He's consistent. You keep him starting, and you get him your points. I'm going to give you a few names out here. Okay, One's a personal favorite. I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. He's going against the 32nd-ranked run rush defense in Cincinnati. Uh, their passing defense is ranked third. So they're going to keep the ball, if they're smart, they're going to keep the ball on the ground and in Fournette's hands, and even if it is up in the air, it's going to be quick little screen passes or quick routes to Chark, quick routes to Fournette. He's going to be heavily involved, and I'm going to start him. I'd also like to give a nod to, uh, well, any Dallas Cowboy receiver. Uh, if Amari Cooper plays, I don't think he will, so I'm going to go ahead and give this nod to Gallup. A little Michael Gallup, who uh, had four catches of 48 yards last week against the Jets. I think goes against a much easier matchup with the secondary of the Eagles. And I'm also going to give a little nod against Stephon Dix. I don't want people to get suckered into what happened last week on your bench. Seven receptions, 167 yards and three TDs was the Best player in all of fantasy with our league of 43.5 points. Full point PPR. Don't get caught in the trap. Yeah. They go against Detroit, who is the 17th ranked passing defense. Yeah, they're not great. But you're trusting that Kirk Cousins is going to have two good games back to back. And they're going to go to Stephon Dix. And I think you're wrong. But I'm still on the uh, trade Stephon Diggs high. You got someone right now who's back on Stephon Diggs? Dump it. Get him out of there. Get something for him. Get more than what the Jags got for Jalen Ramsey. All right? <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining me again this evening. This has been another episode of the Fantasy Football Rat Podcast. whole lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, follow us, Facebook, Fantasy Football Rat, I think. Sounds about right. If yeah. you look up Fantasy Football Rat Podcast and search for It'll come up. Uh, Rat Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We have, we're not very active on there, but go ahead and give us a follow. Give us a like, share, comment, subscribe, rate, review. All those things you're supposed to do on the internet. We appreciate having fun like this every week. So, uh, hey, you don't support us, we go away. Beautiful thing about the internet. Tyler, take us out. Well, we have a couple teams on the bye this week. Steelers, Browns, Panthers, Bucks. If you're a fan of those teams, don't worry about a win or loss. Look to the next week and enjoy an amazing week of football. Thank you from the Rat Pack.